hello, Molly. Papa! 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 <laughs> <laughs> you are... Mama! That's <laughs> <laughs> such a good part! You are Mama! <laughs> hey, well, folks. thank you everyone for joining us. <laughs> Hello, it's the Johto Quorum. I'm Alan, that's Six. Hi, I'm Six. And I'm Alan. <laughs> Let's start again. Uh, no, we're killing it. We're killing it, baby. My one wish is that we can have a perfect podcast. Can you grant, grant my wish, the unknown, please? Is that really your wish? I think you probably want to do, like, a bunch of, like, basically verbal shit posting. <laughs> I mean, that's my goal in life. Yes. Alan. Al Ooh, yeah. It doesn't work as well without an E at the end. No. Gary. <laughs> Allie. <laughs> Allie. <laughs> This, if you can't tell, is a, somehow of a mess of a podcast where we are talking about... Uh, we're taking a break from our usual quorum rankings, uh, and we're talking about a film. We watched um, Pokemon 3 the movie, Spell of the Unknown, Entei, which couldn't possibly have any more um, semicolons. Or colons. Well, if you literally translated the title, oh, it's yeah. Pocket Monsters the Movie, Lord of the Unknown, that's in quotes, Tower, Entei. Or Pokemon, Pocket Monsters, the movie Emperor of the Crystal Tower, Entei. Wow, just a lot of a lot of titles. Uh, this is like we said, the third theatrically released Pokemon film. It came out in Japan in July of 2000. It came out in the U.S. in April of 01. Uh, I own the VHS of this movie. Six. What is your history with this film? Uh, this film, I went to go see it in theaters. Um, in in you know. When it came out, which when did it come out in the states? Was it was 2001. it two thousand? Okay, um, and going to this movie was when I realized I was. So at the time, my answer was, "Oh, I'm finally too old for Pokemon." Yeah. Um, was this movie, and then it was like, "Oh no, I'm in this little window where you think you're too old for Pokemon, and then you get older, and you're like, eh, it's fine. Maybe I won't watch the movies anymore, but Pokemon still rules. But, but yeah, yeah, there's that period where you're like, you're like, like high school to like beginning of college where you're like, oh wait, Pokemon's for kids. Um, and I wasn't even like, I wasn't, I wasn't looking down my nose at the movie or anything. I was just kind of like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, you were saying you were in the theater realizing this? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I did not see this one in the theater. Like I said, I had this. I got this on VHS pretty early in its run and then just like burned through that VHS over and over again. Uh, there's a lot of this film that I have like committed to memory just weirdly from repetition. But I think as a whole film, it's kind of it's fine. The problem is like this is the last Pokemon film to, uh, written by Takeshi Shudo. And it kind of shows that this is like the same dude writing like the same basic story structure three times. Mm. Because there are more than a few similarities between this Pokemon the movie and Pokemon 2000. You know, the legendary talks in a masculine voice uh, or a non-binary voice, I guess, if you Mewtwo hashtag goals. Uh, I mean, they, they, it's it's a masculine voice. Okay, it's fine. You. Mewtwo Mewtwo does the best, but you know. <laughs> we imprint our own personalities onto Mewtwo. Uh, uh, there is always a kid, like some sort of kidnapping. Uh, and it, that is the only thing that ends up motivating Ash and company to go rescue the Pokemon. And they kind of win by just, like, fighting really good? They're very straightforward. I think, though, visually, what sets this one apart is it. the dreamscape stuff is actually really cool and reminds me a lot of... 
I used to always say Miyazaki films, but I feel like it actually is more like um, Kingdom Hearts opening cutscenes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> like the, the the hovering stairs and stuff. I was just like, yeah, this is like Sora and Rox is like, when you walk away. I'm waiting for that to kick in the whole time. This totally could be, you know, if they put this in Kingdom Hearts as a world, it would be, it would be, you wouldn't. I mean, you would bat an eye because you would be like, why is this Why is this dog saying Molly all the time? But otherwise... <laughs> yeah, otherwise, totally fine. It's, it's yeah. a Kingdom Hearts baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of get into it, I mean, it starts in, the, in a mansion in the Johto town of Greenfield. And apparently well-known researcher, but we've never seen him before because it's a movie character. Uh, researcher Spen- Spencer Hale um, is reading a book about Entei to his daughter, Molly... Uh, and they're having fun, and then uh, he, like, gets an email, and there's a lot of, like, weird early 2000s technology in this movie, like, the, all the com- the computers and the the Poke Gear, which is from the games, uh, is, are all, like, very incongruous, but he gets an email that's like, oh, you gotta go come to the ruins, there's some shit in the ruins! Uh, he goes to the ruins, he says, I'll be back, daughter, and she's like, you're never around, neither is mom, where's our mom? And he's like, don't worry about it, because they don't want to get into it, because it's a kid's movie, she's dead Mm. yeah she's i'm i'm pretty sure she's dead very likely uh he goes to the ruins um he sees a bunch of ruins or stuff with like the unknown on it and then he's like it's the unknown and then he falls into a portal (laughs) so one of the thing i have to we have to establish is um i think this is like throughout literally all of pokemon i think this has the highest concentration of just unbelievable line deliveries yes yes this movie is is kind of out of this there's a point later on where it it, this is just line delivery because it doesn't really fit with the scene but like um ash's mom is in trouble and Pikachu and Ash rose up, and she goes, Pikachu! And, and Ash is like, Mom! And she's like, oh, hey, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> like, the dumb actress just got bored. <laughs> it's so, so it's sad, incredible. Hey, so, hey, my son, who our relationship is, like, the crux of this movie in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Um, so, Molly grows up without a dad. <laughs> it's fucking dark. Uh, For, like, a day. For like a day, right? And then Skylar's like, I'll be your your dad now. Um, he goes back to and tells her about the stuff. And she's really sad. She has a bunch of tiles that her dad left behind. Which, like, what do you do? What, are these supposed to be toys or is this, like, research? Because, like, why did you leave, They're... like, your unknown research tiles, like, in your room for your daughter to find? The, no, those are the ones that, that were in, like, that the professor found that oh, got yeah. him sucked away and so it's sort of like this was the last thing he touched right it's so just... probably it's totally safe yeah definitely <laughs> super fine definitely uh she makes the words papa mama and me with them because those are like the only four words that mom the only three words that molly knows how to say uh mm-hmm. molly's so ugh, we'll talk about molly uh a bunch of unknown come out of the portal they get out of the ruins and then there's like portals explosions lights a big kablooey and then the whole mansion gets t- turned into crystal. Mm-hmm. And uh, Molly's like, wow, I have friends now. I can play with the unknown. They're all little letters. There's a Q and there's an X and there's a P. And those are all the letters. But I only wish that I had a dad. And they're like, we have a guy who could kind of be a substitute for your dad. <laughs> Listen, we've got a guy. <laughs> we've got a guy. I know just the man. And then a whole ass dog comes out and is like, what's up? I'm Entei. And she's like, are you my dad? He's like. If that did, that's another weird line delivery. 
if that is your desire. <laughs> and she's like, yes. Like, she doesn't know what she's asking for, but she's like, I do want a dad. He's like, cool. In that case, I am Papa. <laughs> and we're it off is, to it the is races. Worth noting, it is worth noting that before Molly's dad disappears, they're reading a book about yep. the unknown and then there's an Entei and she's like daddy you look like Entei and he's like oh I guess that's me I'm Entei <laughs> <laughs> he literally is like when people on like DeviantArt will take like animals and make them into hot humans or whatever that's he looks like if you made but a he's human not version hot he I mean <laughs> he's not hot I listen mean... he's he's looks he they do have he does have some Entei features I can see that that connection there but he's like you know what he looks like? What does he look like? He looks like one of the fucking like attitude era wrestlers who survived, but man, their skin barely da, made it. Da. <laughs> he kind of does. He's just this stretched out leather face, like super tan. Well, super like you know, I'm, I'm sure it's like tan lotion. Like I don't know. Right, it's, right. It's he's super macho man from from Punch Out. <laughs> he um, it's definitely it's the mo it's the uh, the mullet that does that. The weird thing that I, I felt about Spencer Hale is, like, he has a backstory that relates to Ash's family. Mm-hmm. I have a theory. I have a theory. So he's best friends with Professor Oak. That's the other thing that, like, connects our adventures to him. Um, oh, or he he trained under Professor Oak for a while. And Oak was like, he was, you know, ready to exceed me as a scientist. And then he went and did research. And, and he's, you know, doing great things. Uh and then Ash's mom is like, I've known him since I was in school. And Oak says, yeah, he's mm-hmm. known you since you were a schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. We have no evidence to the contrary that uh, Spencer Hale could be Ash's dad. Again, come on. <laughs> that's my that's my Reddit. It's <laughs> my subreddit theory. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I I think it's just like no, it's the Pokemon world. If everybody had two parents, they'd just stay at home and be healthy. So and everyone that, yeah. only has to have one parent. <laughs> exactly. And and the, but the reason I thought I was in that mental headspace was because the movie plays with talking about like having two parents and the benefit of that and like what how much attention they're supposed to give to their kids because ash has delia but she like lets him go and is you know he's ready to go on adventures because he's an adult but like molly has only had her dad and relies a lot on her dad and thinks that she needs that relationship to be whole she doesn't have a father figure then she's nothing so Mm -hmm. for her if you're gonna attempt to do a somewhat academic reading of the movie it's about her learning to detach herself from her parent the parental role in her life and like be her own person. I actually, hmm, I don't disagree, but I have a slightly different reading. But I want to talk about it once we've kind of gotten through more of the of the plot here. Sure, yeah. Um, so the unknown are granting all of her wishes. They make this crystal palace, which is kind of a cool effect. But I kind of got bored of it after a while. Like, um, I think the coolest thing they do with the crystal effect happens later when they're breaking into the castle. But right now, it's just like, wow, it's a big castle. Great. Meanwhile, Ash, Misty, and Brock meet a Pokemon trainer who introduces herself as Lisa. Uh, one of the, like, coolest, just completely dumb side characters. She just has a cool look. I like her look a lot. Um, I like all her Pokemon. She has an Apom, who's very sassy. She has a Grand Blue Fantasy, who's very sassy. Um, she has a really shitty Girafferig. Uh, she's got a Butterfree, a Mankey, and a Quagsire. Uh, mm-hmm. And I like that her... I don't know how the the logistics of it work out but her bandana kind of makes cat ears <laughs> she's just cute she's got a, i like her a lot um and she does the usual this is another thing that's in all these movies where someone at the beginning is like is anyone here a pokemon trainer 
oh, Ashes, let's fight while the music kicks in. And they do that once mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we should go to Greenfield. That's really pretty. And it's like Greenland. It's all green because they never read a history book. Uh, and then they go there and they're like, oh, my God, it's all crystals. Uh, we have some Team Rocket stuff. I actually think that Team Rocket's um, gags in this movie are like some of the best they've had. It's it's very charming. So I think their gags are very good, but a central a central theme of their gags, which I both appreciate and I'm kind of like furrowing my brow at, is their constant being like, we don't even know why we're here. This story clearly has nothing for us to do. Right. You can only be meta so much before it's like, okay, well, you guys need a purpose like somewhat. Yeah. Don't they help the crew at some point? Yeah, they help Ash not fall. Yeah, with the, the waterfall thing or... No, uh, no, it's it's later with 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 Ente and and, and Molly, but um, uh, yeah, he's he's falling and they help they help pull him up. Um, but okay. it's like the rest of the movie, they're just like stumbling around into seeing the consequences of the world and then going like, maybe they'll have something for us to do next time, guys. <laughs> and it's like, guys, it's been three movies of you doing this. Just do anything. You're allowed to have agency. It brings into question, like, what was, the, like, in the show, Team Rocket has different purposes, and, you know, they report back to Giovanni, and they have to, like, have some sort of progress to show him, but in the mm. movies, they are literally designed for gags. They are, they cannot, by design, do anything plot-worthy, and it's kind of frustrating. Imagine if, like, ha- like uh, two, uh, two-thirds of the way through the mo- movie... Molly is like, no, you're right. I'm rejecting a dream world. This isn't this isn't right. Mm-hmm. And then Jesse's like, if you don't want it, <laughs> <laughs> see you, nerds. And she just like becomes a crystal queen. Yeah. Uh, and this is the part where we were talking about uh, Molly's hanging out with Ente, who is now her dad. And she's like, man, if I only had a mom, that would be really cool. Also. And he's like, where can I find a mom? Beep 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 beep. Mom located. And. Uh, with Ash, Professor Oak, Adelia, and a bunch of cops and everybody uh, looking at the Crystal Palace wondering what's going on. And Tay just, like, zips by very fast in a very cool sequence. It's kind of like the Dragonite part in the first movie where it's mm-hmm. just like, whoa, what's this cool Pokemon? Whoa, okay, they're gone. <laughs> so quick. And he just what comes. If, what if Dragonite yeah. had run up, told Misty she was a mom, uh-huh. and then run away with her? <laughs> <laughs> and he handed her a Togepi, and she was like, this is my child now. <laughs> Uh, Ente zoops up, like, does some cool magic eyes at Delia and is like, you are mama. And she's like, okay. (laughs) She just dips with him and she's the mom now. (laughs) She just gets yoinked from under, from, like, like, it's nothing. Like, this is an effortless kidnapping. It's very funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of this movie, because of all of these movies, because they're so short, they don't really spend any time, like, talking about how things happen or how we get places. It's just like, no, no, like you want the part where we fight and we fight going to the Crystal Palace. Like, let's just get there. Uh, a bunch of TV crews are filming the bulldozers trying to break down the crystals. The unknown keep creating more and rebuilding it. And then they make a bulldozer crash, which was weirdly violent for this movie. <laughs> you just see a whole bulldozer like hit a crystal wall. Um, but of course they have to emphasize that the driver's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Light Lisa, Eliza, whatever the girl, the trainer's name is, who I literally just said was cool three seconds Lisa? ago. Lisa? Lisa. Uh, gives Ash a pokey gear so that he can have contact with people. Uh, and they go to the mansion, and the way they get inside of the mansion I thought was pretty sick. Because um, they're like, the only thing that'll break the crystal is fire attack. So we'll like have all of our guys do 
you know, fire blasts on this crystal wall, but it will rebuild itself immediately. So instead, we'll do fire and then we'll do like a basically a funnel of water through the hole just to keep it open and we'll jump through the water hole as it closes. Mm-hmm. And that's how they all get inside of the castle. I just thought that was a very cool sequence, very well animated and like clever from the part of Ash and Company. Totally. One thing I do think is a missed opportunity with this movie in general. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have any other psychic po- type Pokemon present. You would, could do really cool shit with that. Oh, right? Yeah. Or like met, like just use it to crack ice or something or fight or fight Entei or the unknown or anything. Yeah. Or just sort of like someone's trying to like, like push against the dream and like alter parts of it, but isn't strong enough to overcome the will of the unknown. Yeah. Together. There's there's some serious potential there for cool shit, I think. Yeah, I think once this movie gets into like going into people's head and the dream worlds, that's where it it shines the most. So anything that would lean more into that would be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at this point that Professor Oak is like, all right, all right, Ash. I can't do a good Oak impression, but he's like, all right, Ash, uh, here's the whole purpose of the movie. So the unknown can make dreams happen, and they must have run into Molly, and they're making her dreams happen, and that's why this is happening. So go rescue your mom. And Ash is like, cool, I can do that. Uh, they find the crystallized stairs that we're talking talk, talking about, talking about. Um, and then they go into it. They're like, wait a minute. This isn't a crystal palace. This is a grassy field. That's crazy. Whoa. This is like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone decides that it's it's their turn to get into single one-on-one fights for some reason. And Molly at this point it's like the other thing i want the other thing i want that's plot convenient is i want to be a pokemon trainer and they're like yeah you can do that and then they're like but we have like unnecessary like well, we have legal reasons why you can't do that because you're not old enough and she's like man i wish i was old enough and it tastes like hell yeah deviant art artists do your job and they like make her but see here's the weird thing here there's a lot of weird things about molly getting aged up here temporarily one is you only sorry you only have to be ten to be a Pokemon trainer and she's okay eight. so so it's not like I mean there's even a moment about this later on it's not that there's like a law it's that she envisions trainer Pokemon trainers as being older this is just in her head this is just what she envisions as an older person she's like if I was a trainer obviously it'd be once I was older and more experienced yeah but they he turns her into like a girl who looks like she's in her mid twenties. <laughs> She's like fully developed, badass adult, great, diff- cool outfit. Um, you would hope the movie wouldn't be weird about this, but Brock has to just come in and swoop. And when it's his turn to fight her, he's like, "Man, you're such a it's a cute, cool battle against a cute girl." And you're like, "Brock, internally, she's like seven. What are you? Why? No, stop." Well, maybe her mind aged up. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, no, it's it, bad. It's no. bad. <laughs> it could be like honestly. As soon as I saw Brock in the scene, I expected much worse. Yeah. It yeah, wasn't yeah. good, but it's mostly just him being like, wow, you're such a cutie, instead of being like, you know, boobs. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess I've just seen too much anime in the time right. sense, huh? Oh, damn. Uh, oh, no. So he fights her. He loses. Um, the thing is, she doesn't actually have her own Pokemon. She has, like, crystal versions of Pokemon, which kind of look cool. But she, you, it's like, Molly, you can have literally any Pokemon in the world. And she's like, yeah, hell yeah, Teddy Ursa is. <laughs> You're like, Molly! Well, that's part of, actually, I really thought that was sick. She's like, wait, so I don't have to, like, she's she's like, welcome welcome to the Molly Quorum. I yeah. can just, like, 
have any Pokemon I want and make them however strong as yeah. I want. So here's a Flaffy. It's stronger than God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll kill Arceus. <laughs> she has an ultra powerful Flaffy, a Teddy Ursa, and uh, I feel she has one more. And then Brachius is... Fa- oh, a Fampy, which yeah. I love. Uh, and the Fampy kills Onyx, which is so good. <laughs> you're just like yeah fuck you no rule like we don't need to make new strong pokemon for molly we can just overpower these babies it's great why didn't she pick a smoochum and have it kiss people to death that would have been great um so yeah brock gets completely what kissing is don't be weird i'm sorry you're right uh there's some other stuff oh yeah at this point delia is able to um break free from the spell why uh because she sees ash uh, struggling on the camera, and her motherly instincts take over so she can yell at him. That's great. That's fantastic. Also, good answer. Um, yeah, she just breaks through, but then she has to pretend to not be, even though when mm-hmm. she's possessed, her eyes look different, but whatever. It's anime. Like, they don't... Maybe yeah, they don't see that's the just, eyes. That's just, for the, that's just for the audience. Yes. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Um, uh, and then Molly and uh, Misty fight, and they're like, oh, water type? I guess I'll also use water type. Like, I really thought molly was gonna be like oh nice you have water types i'll use grass types eat my ass (laughs) like what the fuck just i win nice um but no she uses water types and then she's like water battle okay so she just submerges them underwater but they can breathe underwater now because it's a dream world which is cool it's it's a good moment where where like the the wave crashes over them and misty is panicking and then she she's like holding her breath and then she opens her mouth for a sec in surprise and she's like all right a dream. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. This is my favorite shit in this movie. Is all the weird dream world stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Molly has a Kingdra. Uh, Misty has a Goldeen. They fight each other. Um, Kingdra knocks out Goldeen with a headbutt. It's like, wow, damn. That makes sense. Damn, Grandpa. Uh, we get more Team Rocket shit. <laughs> Molly has a Mantine. I believe, isn't this the first time that Mantine was ever seen in the anime? Did we determine that, you, I think? I have no idea. It sounds right. Major but appearance. I, Debuted yeah. in Swell the Unknown Ante. Yeah, this is the first time we see a Mantine. Which is great. Uh, I love Mantine so much. It's cute. Day, day, sex, Mantine divided, baby. Hell yeah. Actually, this is one fight where someone actually takes a takes a character, takes a Pokemon off of her. Because right. uh, Staryu, Staryu pulls it out. Shoutouts to Rapid Spin. Shoutouts to Take Down, all those attacks. Um, Staryu is badass. Uh, Ash finally finds his mom, and then they catch up on things. Uh, and then she's like, yeah, the unknown did this. So you're not really trying to fight Entei. You're trying to fight, um, the unknown. What I realized at this point was that this isn't Entei. This isn't like the legendary Entei. This is an image of Entei. You do. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) you saw him manifest out of crystal. I was, yeah. Well, I forgot. Okay. (laughs) I was like, wait, is this actually, cause now it makes canon sense why like you could see later in the anime, the actual Entei who doesn't talk and doesn't have like a handsome voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, by the way, or talk- at least he doesn't want to. Or he, he doesn't yeah, he find he doesn't he doesn't find his Molly, so he stays quiet. Ah, ever every Ente has a Molly. Um, he's like Ash is like, damn Ente, you strong, and they try to fight each other, and then Ente like kicks his ass and like makes weather happen. Uh, Pikachu tries to fight Ente because Pikachu is a moron. <laughs> also gets owned. Um, finally, is this the part where Charizard comes through? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So where was Charizard? Charizard shows up? Okay, so I looked into this. Yeah, this is from the anime, uh, right? Right. At this point in the anime, Charizard is off training in the Charific Mountains or Charisific, excuse me, Ugh. the Charisific Valley. There we go. 
um, because he is at a point where he's realized he needs to get more serious and also get stronger. And yeah. he has temporarily parted ways with Ash to train in this valley. That's cool. So then he comes back and is like, hey, Ash, I'm here to save you. Just realizes instinctively. He sees um, he sees it on. So the characters who he's training with in the anime are briefly there and they're watching TV and they see that Ash is having a hard time. And Charizard sees it on TV and he's like, I have to go now. My Ash needs me. This is mostly so we have an excuse to watch Charizard and Entei fight, which is like the marquee fight of the film it's on the cover of the movie this is a good fight it's just fire versus fire there's crystals melting everywhere mm-hmm. um land versus flying all this stuff it's great it's a good it's a good fight um and everyone else is trying to escape and um ash is trying to talk to molly and basically say like you can't you a you can't have my mom and b ente isn't your dad your dad is probably somewhere you could spend your life trying to find him or like be you know self-sufficient instead of needing to just have a dad this okay the part well, where, here's, yeah yeah here's where we get to the what i wanted to he's actually like listen your your dad's gone yeah um and the thing about this movie that works really well for me until the end but i also don't i also have complicated feelings about that which we'll talk about is this movie is molly's seven stages of grief yeah mm-hmm. um and i think that's really neat as an idea for like a kid's movie um kind of you know a little dark but kind of like hey this girl lost her dad and she's just trying to figure out a way to 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 be now right um and she's looking for like like other things to fill the hole and she's like okay well you know like here's here's a new dad uh here's a purpose for in life so i don't have to worry about the fact that i don't have my dad um all these things to try and avoid dealing with it Mm mm-hmm um, and I think that's really cool. It's it's a little like it's not dark in like the fucking Game of Thrones dumbass sense. It's dark just in the sense of like, man, that's some that's kind of some heavy stuff to deal with. This is like the best stuff to me about the Pokemon anime is when it uses the metaphor of like Pokemon as companions and as um different versions of our friends and family to help people self actualize and like learn what how to live and how to cope and stuff. So mm-hmm. I agree that it it, it this viewing this movie as like Molly's journey through grief is makes a lot of sense. Uh, and they use that to then tell a kid friendly, like exciting adventure dream story is like, you know, that's a pretty straightforward and, and like sensible reading of it. I think mm-hmm. um, the other thing that she learns from Ash, Misty and rock is like, if you want to be a Pokemon trainer, you totally can be. It's not about age. It's not about having their Pokemon. It's about things like knowing when to stop fighting. And knowing when to stop being a dipshit and throwing your Pokemon at people. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay, sounds good. Entei, stop fighting. And then they're like, wow, you are one of the best trainers we've ever met. And we would love to fight you when you are of age, actually. <laughs> Ash sure. almost became the Pokemon League champion. Never knows when to stop fighting. <laughs> yeah, seriously. This is another like example of the lesson of the movie should apply to Ash, but doesn't. Because he, he can't change that much or the show doesn't work. Um, I get kind of lost from here because I know they stopped fighting Entei, but then like, how did they beat the unknown? I just remember like a big psychic sphere of really bad CG because the unknown looked like shit. By the way, it was very poor CG in this movie. Um, so basically, what happens is they're like, okay, great, Molly's accepted that she needs to leave the dream world and everything's great, and then oh no, the crystal's going out of control. The 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 
unknown are generating so much psychic power they can't control it anymore. Um, so it's like, okay, we just need to we need to, to to blast them off their game, and they'll be and everything will be okay. Um, so like Pikachu and Charizard go and start trying to blast the unknown, but they've got oh. a barrier up, and it's too strong. And then Entei comes to comes to help, but even he's not strong enough. And he's like, Molly, I can do it if you just believe. And Misty's like, Listen, Molly, you have to clap or Tinkerbell will die. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Tinkerbell's gonna get decapitated. <laughs> um, She's like, "You can do it, Ente." <laughs> and and then and then she they they do and it. And then he does do it. How uh-huh. does uh, this Ente, which is a manifestation of the unknown, defeat the unknown? It just shoots their own psychic power back at them. Okay. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> I've got answers for everything. They all fall down like a bunch of Lego blocks and the portal closes and then there's like a big wave and all the crystal is gone and the mansion and the rest of Greenfield is back to normal. And then Unknown go back to the ruins, which frees Professor Hale. Molly has a dad again. Everyone goes outside. There's cops. Yeah. What, so, do, you, what do you think about Molly having a dad again? <laughs> okay. So like this is a kid's movie. Yeah. I think probably it's good that the dad comes back. Yeah. Right. And also, from a plot perspective, this movie is about the unknown trying to comfort a girl because her dad is gone, and they just took her dad and could just give her back. Yeah, right. Like the whole <laughs> the whole conceit, I feel like, is flawed because it's not like it's not like he just got like randomly lost or he got like put in a coma or something. He just got kidnapped by the unknown, who are then the instigators of this whole event, and it doesn't really make sense. Right, um, they're, they're they're just kind of portrayed as like pithy gods who are like we can take mm-hmm. and then we can give back, but we don't need you to learn anything from it. We're just doing it to do it. Right, but they're like they're, they're they talk about them like oh no, they just have a whole lot of empathy, and it's like okay, if that's the case, then it should be like like her her dad got like like badly hurt, and they only can react to people's thoughts, and she doesn't she thinks he's dead, so she's just like hey, I need a new dad, but then she finds out he's alive and is like hey, fix my dad, and they do that. Right. Or whatever. Um, so I feel like that kind of... That makes the whole conflict not make a lot of sense. Um, and then also, like... The climax of the movie is them being like... Listen, Molly. You don't need to stay holed up in this mansion by yourself. Go out into the world. Make friends. Travel. That's what Pokemon is all about. Yeah. And then... Molly stays in her mansion and her dad comes back and she doesn't make any new friends. <laughs> I think she's still going to. I know it's, yeah. an, it's an optimistic reading. The film doesn't show that happening. But yeah, it is like, and now like, you have your dad back. Like this, the, the ending punch of this movie would be so much better if, yeah, if it ended with her like putting on a backpack and being like, I'm going to, I have friends and family and I can do this on my own. And then she goes out and starts her journey. Or like imagine I know this is this is like there's no way they do this with with their audience, but like imagine the movie where, um, like she goes out, she puts on her backpack, she goes out, and she's she's traveling, and then there's like a like a two years later, you see her slightly grown up, and she's exploring the the ruins of Alf, yeah, and she like activates the thing, and her dad falls out, and that's where it ends. Oh my god, yeah, she becomes a researcher. And she doesn't even realize, oh, that's good. I like that. 
and like or even just like she's she's just a, like a regular like like pokemon trainer but she has because of her dad she has an interest in these ruins so she's sort of when she's in the area she pokes at him and yeah it ends with like i don't even want necessarily the full like like wind down i want her dad popping out and maybe her eyes filling with tears and running forward and then oh cut. god yeah just Welcome to the Jotokorn, where we read better Pokemon movies. <laughs> <laughs> this is another one where, because I know, like, uh, they the first two movies were, like, heavily edited in English and, like, cut down and had different themes and stuff, especially Pokemon mm-hmm. 2000. So I'm wondering if this one, like, was either darker or maybe leaned more into some of that stuff in Japanese. Uh, yeah. Entirely no. possible. I, I, from the little bit of reading I've done, it doesn't seem to be that much of a difference. I do see that the first draft of this movie written by Shudo had a different plot that dealt with the discovery of a dinosaur fossil which would be brought to life and go on a rampage through Kanto. The draft was rejected by producers as being too risky. Yikes. So just like a murder Pokemon. <laughs> Pretty sick. Also, at the beginning when Professor Oak is looking, this is so like wiki dumb bullshit. Um, he's looking at like images of the hieroglyphics of the unknown. There's a whole page for that shot because it's like some of those don't exist. <laughs> They drew original pictures for that. That's not how it looks. Uh, like, shut up. <laughs> there, uh, I can just assume there's like infinite unknown. They don't all look like the the Arabic alphabet, like or no, sorry, the English alphabet, Arabic numbers, English alphabet. Um, there's probably ones that just don't look like things we've seen before. That's fine. But now, um, six, I'm on uh, the wiki page for disputed Pokemon. And we might just need to do a whole episode on this fucking page because there's so much bullshit on here, like Mecha Mew. Oh, man. Okay, so um, let's finish our thoughts here. Yeah, yeah, sorry, um, sorry. I got lost right at the very tail No, I'm, I'm saying, like, listen, we're 35 minutes in. Oh, whoops. We got a little runtime left. Oh, yeah. We could just do Disputed Pokemon after we wrap up movie talk. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's Pokemon the third, the Pokemon the movie three. I personally don't know. I don't think we need to watch more Pokemon movies anytime soon. Um, how do you feel? I feel like I feel like we could do it on a case by case basis. I don't think we need to make it a policy. Yeah. That's um, a good but like this is like this is the arc that we had a connection to right we had these first three movies were ones that that were big in our lives yeah um and also we're by the original like the the, the you know the first writer of these movies and then after that it sort of it took on a life of of its own i'm not gonna say they're better or worse it's just a different thing after this right 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 and i the only other one i think i've seen i'm looking through all of them is uh volcanion and the mechanical marvel and that one is also like completely generic so i think they're all like at the very best decent we're not gonna like sudden like secretly discover that one of them is incredible um and then movie 20 i choose you i've also seen which is like good it's good but it's not really worth discussing maybe we'll watch power of us when it comes out isn't that not out yet oh no that came out like two months ago whoops never mind no the the um they've got the cg remake of first movie yeah maybe we'll look at that if it seems interesting i mean the other thing though is is we just watched the first movie this year yeah we don't i mean like we don't need to do an episode on that but maybe we'll just watch it and then yeah give our thoughts at the beginning of an episode we'll be like hey it's good yeah exactly but um that that's our little our pokemon movie trilogy um Six, do you want to get into this disputed Pokemon list? <laughs> sure, wilding, sure, okay. Uh, so this this is yeah a list of of characters, of creatures, whose status as Pokemon is contested. Yes, 
disputed, as it were. Um, this is delicious. I'm going to skip uh, the <clears throat> the first entry, which is egg and chick, because it just seems stupid. Yeah, it just um, means egg. Like, it's a translation thing, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, uh, honestly, I think it's like they were working on the idea of having, like, like Pokemon eggs in the first one, and they had some placeholder stuff. Yes. Um, it's It's stupid that this is a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um. You, oh, let, let's alternate. Yeah, sure. Perfect. And, and we can, we can, you know, you can make the call whether or not we want to have a larger discussion on it Excellent. when it's your, when it's your go. Uh, so, do you want me to start? Well, I, I already started at egg and chick. Oh, egg and chick. Yep. So this next one is just a. I'll, I'll briefly mention this is like the dispute of the substitute doll, uh, because there are versions of the substitute doll, like the the thing that appears when you use the Pokemon Move substitute, that looked mm-hmm. like a Rhydon. And then they kind of just made it look more neutral. And so, like, in canon, in, like, in the Smash Brothers games, for example, when you look at a substitute doll, it just looks like a little... It looks like the, like, quintessential... This this looks like a Pokemon. It's got little hornies. It's got little hands. It's got a tum. It's literally just, like, we could do a new quorum that's just this the substitute doll. We'd be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's... The dispute is more like, why did it originally look like a Rhydon? What's the difference? It's the same thing. Yeah. It seems like... It seems like it's just, like, they wanted... You know, it's like how how sometimes you can have stuffed animals in our world that are just sort of generic looking and don't actually look like any particular animal. Exactly. You know, substitute in Japanese, the word that for this move in Japanese translates to scapegoat. What's the word? Uh, Is it kawarimi? That's what I just sent you. Check with Papago how to pronounce that. Our dear, dear friend Papago.com. No, it's not. Huh. What is that word? Uh-huh. It's Migawari. Migawari. Huh. Okay. Anyways. Okay. I don't know that word. Um. So uh, the next one is <laughs> Shoulders Gastropod Evolutions. This one's just for um, you. Yeah, this is a conversation we've had before where it's like, hey, what the fuck's wrong with Shelter? And mm. how come whenever it's involved in... Uh, slow bro or slow king or mega slow bro it just doesn't look literally at all like the original pokemon evolution <laughs> but it's but not evolving not, it's still a shelter exactly exactly i don't know could they like could whoever drew um slow bro originally did they not like try to do one that had shelter on it i i think i think this is just a case where that like my guess, personally, is that whoever it is drew Slowbro, and then they were putting it in the game, and a writer was just like, uh, it's a shelter. Just, like, threw that in the decks, and they've had oh. to live with the consequences. It's like it's like in the uh, English Ace Attorney games, how they're like, and this takes place in San Francisco. <laughs> Here's our San Francisco sushi, and our San Francisco samurai. And you're like, hmm. San Francisco samurai is my favorite um, Wu-Tang Clan album. I know they're from New York before someone gets mad at me. Um, but yes, that's definitely, that's almost definitely what it is. This is just backfilling like written canon, mm-hmm. but like in-game visual, it's just that it's another thing. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one is actually pretty funny. It's referring to the baby Kangaskhan that appears inside of adult Kangaskhan's belly. Mm-hmm. I think this one makes perfect sense in universe canon because like this is basically saying that Pokemon don't grow up. Don't, they're not born looking like they do as adults. 
Mm-hmm. Like the thing that we know is Kangaskhan is a big giant mom, but like it doesn't. It's not literally coming out of the egg looking like that. It looks like the baby, and then mm. evolves and grows into that. Not evolves, but grows into that. So they're kind of disputing like why do some and it, this is confusing, rightfully, because in Gen two they introduce babies, so it's like Pichu evolves into Pikachu, but there isn't a baby Pikachu, mm-hmm. but there is a baby Kangaskhan. So I think that's where the confusion comes from and and also uh mega kangaskhan fights with the baby <laughs> so which is sick it's really sick uh entirely um but yeah that's what that entry is about so our next one is original legendary beasts which basically the tldr here is that um since the mythology of raiko entei and suikun is that they were uh they were reincarnated they were reborn by the lightning, the fire, and the rain of of Brass Tower, what were they before that? Oh, what right. Were, were like, being, was there what, an entire? Was there those before that? Yeah, I mean, like they were they were different Pokemon, and they became Raikou and Tain Suicune. What were they before they were reborn? Mm-hmm. Um, Probably just but, dogs. You know, just like real dogs. Well, apparently, there's a there's a uh, image here. Oh no, it's not an image. Sorry, it just says it says they were uh, three nameless Pokemon, and they look like it's like black silhouettes where they just oh, look yeah. like cat like cats. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we are now officially in the weeds here. This is the stuff that I'm like riveted by. Uh, the the next one I'll, I can also be pretty brief about, uh, especially because we haven't reached Gen five yet. But um, say it out loud though. Volibi and Mandibuzz. Oh, I was just going to say unnamed. unnamed dead Pokemon. Yeah, unnamed dead Pokemon. <laughs> you could do a whole article about the unnamed dead Pokemon, like like the whole Cubone's head thing, and it's like, which Marowak was it, and all that shit. But mm-hmm. Volibine and Mandibuzz are both Pokemon that are technically, according to the Pokedex, um, wearing the bones of dead Pokemon. And then basically this part of the, of the article is like, but which dead Pokemon is this? Which is stupid. It's super stupid, because <laughs> Mandibuzz is like wearing a skirt of bones, which is sick. It's sick. But it's like, which skirt is it? It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just just <laughs> let it have a skirt of bones and let that be the end of it. Like, come on, guys. Uh-huh. Be cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Welcome to the weeds. Now, I don't even know. I've never uh, heard so of So next we have original Reshram and Zekrom, which is basically like, oh, they used to be one Pokemon and then they split and and... So basically, they're like so. In the first game, they're like, okay, so they split into Reshram and and uh, Zekrom, but then in Black Two and White Two, they were like, no, 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 they left. So these are two elements that left the original body, which became Kyurem, which still begs the question: What was the original? Who cares? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gen Five lore is so deliciously good. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, this next one's also really funny. Um, Genesect, another legendary. Clearly an example where they designed the legendary and then wrote a backstory for it, which mm-hmm. always leads to trouble because they're like, well, technically, if it had to be born from something, it wouldn't be a cyborg when it was born. So it had to be something that then took on a cyborg's form. Um, and it was a fossil. So according to the Pokedex entry, it existed 300 million years ago and was like a hunter. And uh, it was, again, not originally a cyborg. And then fossilized parts of the original Genesect's body are seen in the Genesect movie. But they weren't what Genesect looks like now, which is a fucking bug with a gun on its back. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm waiting. 
cyborg. Uh huh. Armored. Yeah. Big cannon. Mm hmm. Powerful hunter. Uh oh. Samus Aaron. <laughs> and no one knows what's under the suit. You're right. <laughs> oh my Jesus Christ. The zero Samus suit genesect. Zero Ew, 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 ew. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way. There's I've beaten no way. the internet this time. I've beaten the internet. I'm calling it. You're right. You're right. You did beat the internet. Wait, I actually do want to Google like Genesect, Genesect under the armor. What do you even call that? Oh yeah, okay. Someone uh, estimates that it's either Kabo- it's Kabutops or Scyther. Those Kabutops kind of make sense. Kabutops kind of make sense. Uh, oh yeah, these are like theories. Damn, uh, Kabuto Dex entry. It's thought to have inhabited beaches 300 million years ago, so Kabuto would have evolved into Genesect. I did find a zero suit low punny. Oh no! Wait, it's just a low. Is punny that horny? That sounds horny. It's. I mean, it's like it's not like crazy horny, but like I mean, low punny is kind of a horny design. So wow, do I have save search on or off? Because I can't tell when by looking at. No, I have it on, and they still give me horny low punny fan art. Wow. Oh, that's inflation porn. I'm out of here. I'm out. <laughs> I just googled. Let me emphasize. I just googled low punny with safe search on. And I got inflation porn. Wow. Unnamed TCG character. Oh, Creature, boy. excuse me. Christ. Um, there was a silhouette <laughs> that they had one point in the trading card game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Let's move on. <laughs> this next- is stupid. We'll just blast out, blast through these next three because these are all items that appear in, like, different games. Uh, the Mystery Dungeon games have an item called Bitter Cold, which is, like, a living life form that they're like, is it a Pokemon? Is it a thing? And it's, like, it's not. It's a. It's just a thing. Like, they made it for the Mystery Dungeon games, which mm-hmm. I've always heard are really good. Yeah, I've heard decent things about Um, But I never really got into that genre of, of dungeon games. Um, Dark Rust, same thing. It's, like, a key, but it can be fought, so they, like, is it an item? But it's in Pokemon Rumble Blast, which, like, stop. Please stop. And then Dark Matter, which is also, like, literally, if something is referred to in one of the games as a living life form, it instantly goes on this wiki as, like, does that make it a Pokemon? <laughs> like, you can just have a thing that exists and has life that isn't a Pokemon. It's fine. Not every flower in every field in the world is a, you know, is a, a Pokemon as well. Are Pokemon trainers Pokemon? Oh, shit. Yes, absolutely. That one for sure, for sure. I mean, Mewtwo is. You're right. Uh, oh, yeah, now we just get a bunch of anime nonsense. Yeah. Ooh, some um, of this is cool. So next we have Venus Toys, which is no. a uh, illusion created by Ghastly, where it's a Blastoise who looks even worse. <laughs> it looks like hell. This is a very DeviantArt <laughs> character. Uh, I don't even. I can't even look at all of these. There's an unnamed arachnid that's just in one at one second of one part of the anime that's not a Pokemon. There's a fish. Unnamed <laughs> and they're just fish. Like, is this fish? Uh, it's like it's just a fish. It can just be a fish. Recurring fossil that's supposed to look like ball toy and clay doll, but it's not. And so everyone's like, "What is it?" But it's just clay doll. Like just. Uh, uh legendary water Pokemon. In a sequence where the main characters see their dreams in the future, Misty sees herself chasing an unknown legendary water, and they theorize that it looks like what was later revealed as Mega Gyarados. It's probably just a Mega Gyarados, guys. Like, come or chill. Yeah, I mean that that one's that one's a little cooler. I'll yeah. grant them that. But. Yeah, yeah, it's just a giant fin that she sees in the background. Uh-huh. Obviously, the unidentified unknown that we talked about. 
Um, do you want to take the next couple? Uh, <laughs> sure. Oh, these are all from this movie. Are these next to her from this movie? Yeah, so we got two from this movie, which is just like her 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 book of legendary Pokemon also has just some illustrations. And so they're like, oh, these must be Pokemon. Um, it's like, oh, there's this fairy, which is like, okay, that one's kind of all right. And then the one's like, oh, and there's the angry sun from Mario 2. That must be a Pokemon. <laughs> it's just the angry sun, you're right. It's like, no, guys. It's just, it's just, a it's just someone sun. just drew a picture. <laughs> you literally can't draw a picture in the Pokemon world without someone being like, but what? Is it? I'm I'm honestly like one of the things. Sorry to sorry to derail. Mm. Um, I am I have been excited for the Angry Sun in Mario Maker for so long because I mean partially because the Angry Sun's just cool, yeah, right? Correct. But also because in Mario Maker, whenever you place an item, it auto tunes sings along with the music. Oh no. And so, like, you can ask, you can ask our friend Jen. Like, since the day Mario Maker came out, I've been really obsessed with the idea of my of my game going Angry Sun, Angry Sun, Angry Sun, <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's amazing. Angry Sun. Anyway, what are we? What are we on next? I don't even need to talk about this unnamed monster from the Latios movie. It's this no, is don't. nothing. Uh, I really want to talk about this from uh, the anime episode Malice in Wonderland, where a wild Miss Magius creates an illusory illusory Rayquaza. Uh, it's just like I love it when they do fake Pokemon stuff, and this Miss Magius makes a purple Rayquaza. <laughs> oh my god! It must be a new Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it's just a pic. It's just a picture. Um, but the next one is good. I want what's what's this next little cat friend? This next one is there's like a. It looks like there's a statue in Pokemon Origins mm -hmm. of a cat with like some like bat wings. This looks um, like a parody of a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a statue. Yeah, it can just be a You statue. know how in the real world we have like gargoyles? Nobody yeah. actually well, I'm not gonna say nobody, but for the most part people don't think gargoyles are actual creatures. Uh-huh. Um so I think it's just a statue. Have you seen Pokemon Origins? No, I haven't. It's fun. Um, it's also pretty short. It was like on Hulu for a while. I have no idea where you would find it now. It might still be there, but it's a cool like retelling, very very fast retelling of the Red and Blue story without Ash. So it's like a games version story of the games, not the not the separate canon that is the anime. I know we're going on about this, but it's really kind of frustrating, but also funny to know that like if I made a Pokemon, if I was hired to make a Pokemon movie or a Pokemon game. And at some point, I idly had a character sketch a Pikachu with a gun. It would end up on this it list. It would be on this article, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, what are, what are we doing? We, yeah. I mean, this this is like a, this is the problem with fan wikis often, is that they'll just look for anything to put on there. Mm -hmm. take any, it's not very uh, picky. Um, the next couple are just some anime, anime original things. Uh, there's a big whale in the Electric Tail of Pikachu manga, which is not... A whale that we know of, but it's probably a whale lord, even though it doesn't look mm -hmm. like a whale lord. I always, that's the one of the manga that I always wanted to read because I've heard it's good, and the Pikachu huh. on the front cover is hilarious because it looks like something we've never seen before. Hold on, where is it? Boom. Uh, that's just a cute Pikachu, to be honest with you. Uh, what are these next couple? Marin. Marin seems cool. Marin was designed by a fan in a, quote, draw Pikachu's friend contest in Japan held by Chow Magazine. 
and first published in the December 1998 issue of the same magazine in which the cover is presented in color, and Marin's body is shown to be blue. Aww, so it's, they put an OC in the manga. It looks like a combination of, like, Pikachu and Sanshu. Sanshu, yeah, yeah. It's got the head um, shape of Sanshu, but, like, a Pikachu demeanor. Yeah. I think it's not, like, it's not... Alan? Yes. I'm opening up Google uh-huh. Drive. Uh-oh. What Number you... question mark, question mark, question mark. Marin. <laughs> there first, we're going to we're gonna quorum Marin. We're going to quorum Marin. I mean, keep Marin. <laughs> it's blue. It's not blue in this image, though. No, but it's, blah, 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 its body is shown to be entirely blue. I believe it. Hold on, Marin Pokemon. Nope, there's also people. Oh, yeah, there we go. I found art of it. This is DeviantArt, like, colored version of it, but this is the same Pokemon. Boop. Yeah. That's a friend. Yeah, that's cute. I want to be friends with Marin. It looks, it looks like, surprisingly original, to be honest with you. Like, it doesn't look like it naturally evolves into anything, but it looks like it makes sense in the Pokemon world. Yeah, I think, like, it seems like a design that could use some touch-up, right? Yes. But, like, you know, given where it's from, you can imagine that the proper version of the art is more complicated and has more details. And I think it's good. Definitely. does it, And it doesn't specify, like, what type it could be. So, I mean, it, it's, I think it's pretty clearly water type. Mm-hmm, right. It's got sense. flipper hands and, fin, and feet and, a, like, a Vaporeon tail. Oh, no. Oh, no, Six. Please talk about this next entry, by the way. I'm sorry to make us jump ahead. Um, so our next one is Thufizer. Bad, which bad. is of course um when team rocket in the uh pokemon adventures manga uh fused articuno zapdos and moltres uh this is you a nightmare thought moltres looked bad <laughs> this is this is kind of like <laughs> this is the end of we know the devil true ending <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Except that one's beautiful and this one's really sad. <laughs> it has like four legs. Ew, they're all gross. No, it has, one, two, has three, way four. more than four. It has, it has too many legs. Why does. It's literally just them glued together. Yeah. This Mol- is such a bad design. Everything about this makes me sad. Moltres is like 60% of it too, which is wrong. Articuno's just in the corner like, help! <laughs> help! <laughs> this is a nightmare. Uh. uh. There's a Dialga and Palkia statue. Is this a fusion of the two? Yep. Oh, that's cool. I like that. They should make a legend. Yeah. <laughs> Someone saw this part of the manga and was like, wait, what if we fuse the two legendaries together and sold that as a new legendary? And then, uh-oh. <laughs> Gen yep. 5 happened. Oh, shit. Oh, we're, in, we're, we're there. We're almost at the end here, by the way. Mm-hmm. What is Red's unnamed Pokemon 6? Uh, it's like a, it's like a floor brush, like a, it's like a deck brush with eyes and a mouth and some eyebrows inside a circular bowl of water. I don't understand. (laughs) It is most likely a real, it's really an off model Diglett as later representations of Diglett seem to. Wow. That's very far off model. (laughs) Is that the answer to what does Diglett look like under, uh, under the thingy there's a whole tumblr page about yeah like the off-model manga pokemon um i lost my article okay yeah that one just looks like if you put diglett in like a gotcha pod and put in like took it out of the ground 
Oh, those are that's the dirt. I see. That's the dirt mounding up. I thought that was a bunch of like bristles. Oh, me too. I thought it was. Yeah. Wow. That's. I'm. I'm sorry. That's bad art. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. I'm not gonna give you that. Um. This next one is also a classic. Like this is the image I always see when I look up manga exclusive Pokemon. Um, a Persian with a third eye in the place of where its gem would normally be appeared in the big battle in Verdian Forest. Yeah, this chapter of the manga seems like where all the weirdest bullshit happened. And it's the second chapter of the whole manga. They just threw all the weird shit in there right away. Uh, yeah, I think it's just like they weren't like Pokemon hadn't really taken off. And so they weren't really like they didn't have like as much of a style guide. And they're just sort of free balling it. Yeah, very much so. Because there's an angry Mewtwo who looks like he's from Brooklyn. There's a, <laughs> an angry Weedle. He's, he looks like he's from Long Island. He does. <laughs> there's a Parasect in the back who is, looks like he's ready to destroy, kill you. A Gengar that doesn't have hands. A Golem with a Glooms like head bumpies. And then a three-eyed Persian in the back who looks like he just needs a nap, honestly. Um, that's fantastic. Islanders and rangers can never be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love me too so much. Um, yeah, and then there's Brock's Pokemon collection, which we really can't say much about, except for there's a bunch of off-model shit. Yeah, it's very off-model. And then finally, the reason I looked at this article and said we have to talk about this Mecha Mewtwo is a robotic Pokemon seen only in Pokemon Live, which is a musical based on the anime, although not in the same continuity, which ran in the United States from September 2000 to January 2001. Wow. It is considered by its creator, Giovanni, to be the most powerful Pokemon in existence. Wow. Fuck you, Mewtwo. <laughs> Giovanni promised trainers the rare Diamond Badge to anyone who could defeat Mecha Mewtwo. And while it is based on Mewtwo, another Pokemon whose creation was ordered by Giovanni, Mecha Mewtwo destroys itself at the end after learning an attack of love, caring, and friendship. Fuck. Is there some way that we can watch Pokemon Live, the musical? This sounds amazing. I'm good, Chief. Andrew <laughs> Rannells is in it as James? Oh, fuck out of here. Oh, my God, the cast. Sorry, this is just for me because I know about Broadway stuff. but And Jay Gerda is Mewtwo in the... Uh, the guy from the movie is Mewtwo in the musical oh my god okay guess how okay don't don't look guess how heavy Mecha Mewtwo is uh 700 officially pounds. 700 pounds should I just tell you yeah 4,587 pounds all right and it's how tall is it uh 10 feet tall that's that's dense. the prop that's the prop though because you don't know how long how big the actual thing is yeah, can I, like, look at the prop? Oh, it's huge! Yo, fam, I really... Like, please, someone find me a way to watch Pokemon Live. If someone ever filmed it, or if it's on, like, VHS somewhere, because, oh, man. <sighs> it's... What? I don't even know. <laughs> we're so far in the weeds that we're underground. We went past the weeds. <sighs> I love I love weird Pokemon Strange stuff. weed. Strange weed, indeed. Indeed, indeed. Okay. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna end this episode here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've gone through we've gone through all of all of all of Molly, ew, and all of the uh, unofficial slash contested slash disputed Molly's Pokemolly, mm-hmm. Pokemolly Johto. Um, but uh, so we're gonna, I'm going to say peace out, and until next time, what is it that we say, Alan? <laughs>
six did you want to do a plug zone or no oh right we do plug zones usually <laughs> um all right i'll go i'll go real quick uh six step more on twitter pin tweet all the stuff i do patreon scanline media and go. I'll go chats of television podcast C-H-A-T-Z. my friend Majan and I watch TV we just finished season three of Babylon 5 and we should be starting season four this week so you check that out you listen to this podcast you listen to fireside friends where me Ryan and Katie talk about stuff and then you'll live a full and happy life and your skin will be clear and you'll your hotel will be Trivago fantastic now well this time I can I can ask you what we say well, what do we say here? Oh, uh, this is a game for kids, so let's be adults. Later. <laughs>